Hi, my name is Jenny. And my name's Yuri. This is Conscious Cuppa, a weekly podcast in which we explore, dive into and ponder old spiritual ideas, new spiritual ideas, including law of attraction. We're here each week sipping a wonderful brew and invite you to do the same while listening in. We share our personal insights, stories and discoveries about life, the universe and everything in between. All based on what's written on a wooden lollipop stick. We do have a claimer rather than a disclaimer. That is, we firmly believe imagining creates our physical reality. Now that's going to shape the show and hopefully encourage all you conscious creators out there. And for all our listeners, all our lovely listeners, there's a special question for you to muse and schmooze over right at the end. So hang on in there. We'd love to hear from you and really enjoy your input. So make contact on Twitter at Conscious Cupper, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A and via email, ConsciousCupper at gmail.com. Keep it short and sweet if it's a question because it's got to fit on a wooden lollipop stick or you can have a guest question. So grab a brew, take a pew, sip in, and serve up. Yui, what's in your cup today? So today I have got echinacea and elderberry. So I've had elderflower before, but I've never had elderberry. I don't know what the difference is. So mm. let us know, you know, let me know. It's a, it's an aromatherapy. It's It's got a beautiful smell, mm. but not even, not much taste. It's that kind of homeopathic, you don't need a lot to make a big difference yeah grain of salt or sand yeah so pee in the bed and all that but yeah yum and i have a tea called feel new mm. and it goes back to our guest lucy burns yeah she had fennel tea didn't she yeah she did and this has got fennel and cardamom and aniseed and it does taste good yeah the fennel's got quite a powerful it has because i tried to taste your tea afterwards and all i could taste was fennel yeah and it does not need honey no usually i have to add honey to these herbal tea bags but this one it's good yeah thanks for that lucy you have led me astray in the right direction (laughs) so here's what we do We've got a bunch of lollipop sticks with questions and quotes on. We roll the dice to decide who picks first. Then we have up to five minutes on the clock to answer, to ponder, to consider. Each week's lollipop sticks are up on our Twitter page, so you can ponder along too. Let's Let's roll roll the dice. Let's roll. One. Three. You're going first, Jenny. I'm going first. My first lollipop stick is the mind was dreaming, the world was its dream. That's from Roger Louis Bourget. I'm probably saying that wrong. The mind was dreaming, the world was its dream. Mm. Five minutes. Five minutes, Dougie Fresh. That was six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take six minutes. Let's go. So this makes me think of as above, so below. As within, so without. Makes me think of the yin-yang sign as well. With the yin-yang sign, you have a black side and a white side. 
and within the white side there is a black dot and within the black side there is a white dot and when I think of whichever side you want to start on but let's say let's start on the white side there's a black dot and the black dot is the dream it's the thing that you want to have mm. so maybe you want to live in a, a new house and the black dot is the dream inside of you inside the mind mm. what you're you're going to eventually do is fall into that black dot and go into the dream yeah and then so you end up on the other side where the the black dot is now the world that you live in and you are the white dot inside the dream yeah so the mind has something inside of it which is a world that you'd like to inhabit and eventually you fall into that world you so engage with that world through your imagination that you become you start to live inside that little black dot until it surrounds you encompasses you mm. so when my mind is dreaming like even just kind of just having daydreams sometimes i go so into that i forget that i'm here and that becomes my world but if i want to consciously create something then that mind that i'm the the thing that i'm dreaming that I go into and I engage with that something in that I start to touch things in that dream world the world that I want to go into that is the dream mm. I'm dreaming the dream yeah and then you're living the dream <laughs> and then I go if I engage with it enough it becomes my dream your that, reality that yeah. it becomes my reality that's what I want to say yeah and then in that new reality in a new home something else I start to dream yeah. of and then it's that yin yang thing where you go and go back and forth from one side to the other yeah now I'm dreaming of this now I'm that becomes my world I go into that world now I start dreaming again for another world yeah. and so on and so forth so these states of mind mm. that you kind of go between and it's like an ebb and flow and oh, you're yeah. moving and it's like a dance yeah it's like a dance I've never really thought of it quite in that way so mm. that's 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 really beautiful and shakespeare in the tempest he my talks, favorite play talks through one of the characters the idea that this is a dream you're walking around you're speaking but you're fast asleep maybe dreaming is just the way of understanding a world that is quite flexible it has plasticity it can move and change shape Mm. We think of the world as being so solid, yeah, but it's just a different kind of dream from your night dream, in that the facts can change. Some people think of the universe as one big mind, and we are kind of out picturings of that mind, dreaming the world into shape from the the universal mind in the sense that. The universal mind wants to explore itself. Mm. And so it kind of sends these individuals, these human individuals, out onto planet Earth to dream new shapes into the world. Mm. So the mind is dreaming. This world is the outpicturing of that in a, a certain solid form that is detectable by the senses. So it's a canvas, yeah. Whereas the night dreams that we have, the interaction isn't with the physical senses, although you might feel like you're running or speaking or seeing colours and all the rest of it, but it's not. It's, it's not. A, there's it's a, a difference. It's a it? different feels, kind of it dream. It feels different. It's still a dream, but it's still a, it's a kind mm. of dream. 
And this is a physical dream. Mm. That's the idea there. Okay. Wow, are you happy with that? Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> nice. Right, I'm going to pick a lollipop stick. Have you pretended to be someone else? Have I pretended to be somebody else? Five minutes. I have pretended to be somebody else. Before I was felt grounded in my teacher role, I pretended to be a teacher. I spent many, like at least two or three years pretending Mm. to be a teacher. And I really, I think there's a a psychological term for it, Mm. imposter syndrome or something. (laughs) So yeah, I, I, as a teacher, did I feel like, no, very different from coaching. That felt very natural. That felt like, oh, this is what I've always been. But there was some resistance to believing that I could be and I was a teacher. So, Mm. yeah, definitely. I've never done that kind of um, invited myself along to a wedding and pretended I (laughs) I was the guest. Although I've watched films about it and it does it does seem quite thrilling. Yeah. Mm. And in a sense, I've had to use that level of convincing myself I am the person I want to be in Mm. my imagination Mm. to not in a sense I have had to yes I always have to when I when it's something I'm doing for myself Mm. if I'm if I'm a new person if this day I am the person I want to be I'm an imposter I have to impose that I have to I have yeah I, I have to be this person that I I've never been before and I have to really convince myself using my senses that I'm that person. So I have to, if I'm, I'm the motorbike rider, I have to feel the the helmet on my head and mm. grip the handlebars or... And feel the wind passing yeah. you. If I'm, if I'm the, the, the person riding the horse, I have to feel that snorting of the horse beneath me and that that feeling of his hair on my legs and that the boots and the stirrups and Mm. the Mm. holding the um, reins and that (laughs) and that movement of of up and down that you get on a horse one of the hardest things is to um try and go 180 degrees yes from one side of the coin to the other so from poor to rich or from even something like from unemployed to the the career of your dreams pretending to be it isn't it isn't difficult it's interesting because I've had this play going on for quite some time that some things seem to come so easily to Mm. me so like I was saying the coaching there was no I woke up one morning and and it was clear that's what I am Mm. And to imagine myself sitting down with clients was nothing. Yeah. It was really not an effort whatsoever. Yeah. But there, I think it's your level of resistance to being able to just give yourself over. It's like that on your wedding night. Are you going to really fully allow this to happen? Give up you know, your old yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you're still thinking about sleeping in your bed at your mum's house and... You know, yeah, I guess dad do... making you a cup of tea in the morning or whatever yeah. it is, or chilling with your sister, then you. Mm. I guess it depends on what your pattern is that you're trying to expand with. Each family has a different pattern, and 
it's not that you're trying to get rid of the pattern, but you're trying to transcend it or yes. expand uh, like a greater version of, yes. of what was. Yes. And that might feel like a disloyalty or betrayal yes. if you try to go to university where other people haven't. Mm. It might be seen that you're trying to be better than the rest of us, that kind of thing. So to put yourself and pretend you're to be um, a successful student, mm. um, it might be quite hard to put yourself in that mm. position. And in the Bible, this is the story of Jacob and Esau, the twins. Mm. Jacob being the person who you need in order to uh, embody the new idea of yourself. Yeah, you put on a, a different coat. A new skin. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I went I went to the South Bank to see uh the black female professors exhibition. It's outside, it's in the Royal Festival walk. Yeah. And five minutes is up, sorry it didn't tick 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 tick. That's okay. I'll just finish what I I'm, yeah. I just want to share Please. this with you, the audience, the listeners. My my brethren out there, yeah. That I went to see this amazing exhibition of these female professors, these black female professors that have blazed the trail, yeah, in education in so many different genres. I've got goose pimples now mm -hmm. just thinking about it, and I've got tears in my eyes because all of a sudden, mm -hmm. as an educator, I realised there's these sis this sisterhood that exists. Uh -huh. That is me, and I am them. Yeah, and. Thank you. Thank you for the photographer. Thank you for my imagination. Thank you for the universe. Thank you for those women that did go into their imagination yeah. and seemingly imagine the absolute impossible. Yes. How could you, as a black woman uh -huh. in the UK, do this? Mm. And it does just wow. And they were against the odds. What was the numbers involved? So I there's there's something like 74 black women in the UK that are professors. Out of? 19,000. Wow. 19,000. And you might say, oh, that's such a small number, but wow. Yeah. Wow, take my hat off, bow. I looked, stared into the eyes of these women on in this exhibition, this mm. outdoor exhibition, and said, I honour you. Mm. I honour you, I see you. And you. they look straight back, these... For, these photographs are phenomenal. Look it up on the South Bank website. It's we'll put a link in the description. Yeah. Um and it's outside so you don't need to buy tickets. No, you it's just, free. It's outside. It's, it's outside. Yeah, brilliant. And that's until November, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hat off to the photographer and all those who imagine seeing that, including myself, pat on the back. They imagine Yuri. that they could be something, yeah. somebody. Yeah. That they were And to share that with the world. So generously. Win-win. I love a freebie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Mm. Let's go. Your next lollipop stick. Immense. This is a quote from Harriet Moses Tubman. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Wow, you've got a thing going on there today, Jenny. It's, it's dreaming time. You're dreaming, mate. You're dreaming. <laughs> um... Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Well, everybody knows about the I Have a Dream speech from Martin Luther King. Mm. That was a great speech. It wasn't a speech he intended to do. He had to do that off the cuff because whatever he was going to say, which maybe was 
included in other speeches at the time. We'll never know, but thank God he something came through him and gave him those words about a dream. Mm. But the Harriet Tubman one is maybe more universal because in a way it's whereas Martin was saying he has a dream and would be like to share in his dream, she's kind of saying that we all have a dream. We all have a great dream. We're all dreamers. Mm. Everybody dreams even if they're not aware that they're dreaming. Yeah, even if they're not doing it consciously. Even if you're not doing it consciously, you wake up in the morning and the dream fleets away. Mm. And maybe you just catch a wisp of it before it's, yeah. it's gone. But there are people who claim that they don't dream. Mm. But that's a self-concept, isn't it? It's just an unawareness mm. that you're, you're, you've dreamt through the night. And as I was saying earlier... Because you can see this world as a dream, you might be unaware that this is a dream mm. and therefore that you are dreaming right now. This You're dreaming. You're just dreaming a different kind of dream. Mm. Now, in terms of the great dream in Burkina Faso, there is a tribe that has the idea that everybody has a gift that they come to the tribe with. They come into the world with. Yeah. And if you do something that, let's say, pisses off the tribe, they don't excommunicate you because they're aware that if they excommunicate you, you will take the gift that you have away from the tribe. So what they need to do essentially is to forgive the transgression so that they get to keep the gift that you have. And the dream that everybody has is that gift. The dream is something that you're going to have to embody somehow into the world, going back to the previous lollipop stick. Mm. There's something in you, something in me, something in everybody we know that is a gift to the world. It's going to require them, in a sense, going back to your lollipop stick, to pretend to be somebody else, Mm. to... Not so much pretend that that's a word we can use to transform into a flower, to blossom as somebody else that they wouldn't normally. Yeah. But the the seed is in them to do that, Mm. to then produce fruit Mm. in the world. They have to become the flower that's going to give the fruit Mm. to the world. I definitely feel like I have a great dream inside me, even though I can't necessarily describe what it is because I haven't seen the fruit of it, but I've tasted it in the sense of I know that there's something sweet and juicy and fecund, <laughs> love that word, and, and lush and abundant in me that has to come out, and I, I can't suppress it. Mm. And if I try to suppress it, it just causes me ill. Yeah, um, dis-ease. Dis-ease. Yeah. The two things that I would like to kind of add to that, I guess. So um, this tribe that Melidoma Patrice Somme comes from. The Dagara tribe. The Dagara tribe. It really, what you said, really spoke to me. uh, They understand silver linings. Mm. So even if you're slightly misusing your talent or you're using your talent and your gift in a way that hasn't been used before, they have this integral belief that you have value 
Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that because I love silver linings. So mm. I have to get that in there. And the second thing was that when you were talking about Martin Luther King and I have a dream, I've repeated those words so often. Mm. I've heard those words and it makes me say, I have a dream. Mm. I've 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 written about it. I've been to classes that set it as a as a writing task. He filled the world with the fact that we all have a dream. Mm. I have a dream and it's just repeated. He he's in the ether it feels like. So mm. I really and there were people at that march when he um stated that speech. I have a dream speech that I never knew were there. And so that began to really interest me mm. who was there and who wasn't there mm. and where they've gone and who these people are because they have a dream they heard it firsthand and mm. that must have been such a powerful vibration I guess it also is that thing where you him saying this very powerful speech about having a dream gives you permission to check your own dream yeah yeah that's what, exactly where that. where are you standing yeah what mountain top do you see mm. Mm. What do you see when you stand on your mountain top? That's going to be a lollipop stick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Okay. Right. Wow, another lollipop stick. I feel like I've had four already. Mm-hmm. So, how do you produce a new state of mind? So, what I would... I'm going to invite Jenny in on this as well, but mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the ingredients mm-hmm. that I definitely use. And I, maybe there's ingredients that I'm not aware of first I've got to decide what this new state of mind is Mm. so that's my first ingredient a decision Mm. Mm. and it goes back to what I said who this who this day do I say I want to be you you really got to decide what this new state of mind is Mm. then you've got to decide how to populate in a sense this new state of mind sensorily so with your senses Mm. so when you're in this state of mind so today I've had a what somebody calls a thin place uh, a connection between me and my higher self this realization this thrill this wow moment Mm. this kapow my new state of mind is a overcoming of a misconception that I need to be a warrior Mm. and actually what I am. Well, a warrior who fights. Yeah, this old concept of what a warrior is. Mm. What I realised today, which kind of chokes me up, I think you can probably hear it, Mm. is that I'm here to hold peace. So the warrior who holds peace. Yes. Who keeps the peace rather than who battles. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a combination of things that have happened to help me realise that. Mm. I I can kind of see the steps of incidents that happen to get me to a place where I understand what this new state of mind is. Mm. And so, you know, I have to figure out what the ingredients are for this new state of mind. So there's a very specific set of ingredients that would have a peaceful state of mind. You know, there would be tranquility, there would be certainty. Maybe there would be, it feels like there would be rest. Mm-hmm. There would be stillness, silence, space. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, I would be populating those things as well as using those things. This would be a reciprocal giving and receiving 
So let me give an example. If I am using space to have this my new state of mind, the peaceful state of mind, mm. therefore I can bring my peace into that space. So I give it and it gives to me. So mm-hmm. I use it and it uses me. So when I go to teach, my classroom is a peaceful space, mm. which is, I've already always called it a safe space. Mm. But actually, a safe space is a peaceful. I've just, I've got goose pimples again. <laughs> Can you elaborate, add to, tell us your experiences? Well, when I, the question is using the word produce. Mm. And that makes me think of produce, which makes me think of fruit. Mm, again. So again, it's like the tree that has now produced fruit. Yeah. And so what does your fruit taste like? So this is going to the end. You're just about to plant the seed. But actually, what is it you're intending to... What, is, what should this seed taste like when it becomes a fruit? Mm. And so engaging with your imagination senses, mm. if it, we take the example of the classroom, yes, how does it feel when you step into that classroom? Yes. But what do you touch with your imagination senses? What would you hear? What would you see? You That room of requirement we mentioned uh, from J.K. Rowling's uh, Order of the Phoenix, you kind of construct in a room that you're going to step into. That is a state. It's, it's like a room. But you've got to feel really natural being there. Mm. Like it, you don't have to, you're not wrestling with the peace. The Peace feels normal and natural to you. The things that are in the room, in other words, the people that are there, if it's a specific thing that implies that you are now in the new state, what would those things be? What would you see? How many people might be there? What would you hear them saying? Oh, it's so nice that. Oh, thank you so much. To ground it in the physical you have to ground it in your imagination's idea of what that physical would look like, yeah. feel like, smell like, taste yeah. like, and so on. Definitely. Yeah, so start at the end. Arrive before you depart. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for adding that, Jenny. That really that really helps. Bite into the fruit. Yeah. Okay, so it's now we're on to questions from the public in our magic minute. Magic minute. public this is the time it takes to go up 13 floors in the elevator to answer a question from Alison. What is something you know is actually true, but that most people would think you're making it up? Yeah, I like that one, Alison. Thanks mm. for that. Jenny, and the lift doors are closed. Step into the elevator. Now, so when I was really young, I had this experience of going to the circus. I was wearing a white poncho. If you've been to the Bunny Rabbits seminar, you know this story. And when I came back, I told my brothers and sisters, and they said, you're an idiot. You're making this up. You didn't go to a circus. There's no circus. You do not have a white poncho. And it's true. I didn't have a white poncho. But in my nighttime experience, I had gone to this circus. I was very young. And so it's easy to dismiss that. Mm. However, mm, about five years ago, I had another going somewhere. And this time I went to somewhere that felt like the 15th century. And I was definitely there. I was in a ditch. 
not because that's where I live. <laughs> but I was near, okay, so I was near a ditch. Somebody said, quick, there were horses coming. And we had to go into the ditch to hide from the horses. I know it sounds like The Hobbit or something. But I was there. Mm. I was actually there. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, my God. I've been to the 15th century. Yeah. But, of course, it sounds like I'm making it up. Yeah. Magic Minute question from the public for me. Nicola, is it the truth that in order to earn, we must work hard, study a lot, as we've always been taught. Oh, I like this, Nicola. Okay, let's yeah. get in. Let's get yeah, into let's, the lift let's first. Get, let, let's get into the lift. Okay, a okay. minute and the doors are closing now. Okay, Nicola. I've been teaching this for a long time to work smart. Mm-hmm. So there's an acronym SMART, but it's also about a state of mind. Mm. It's about living from the end it's about arriving before you depart Mm. so if you want a qualification imagine holding a certificate imagine that feeling of the result yes i've got yes (laughs) and it's even better than you expected so you've done better than you could have ever dreamed of Mm. and what that feels like got goose pimples again you are taken through a step of incidents so it's not that you should sabotage it by going off. Stay on track. Feel this, be in line with the spirit of it, the joy of it. Remember it daily if you need to. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah. Yeah, because there's this idea, I know Nicola's gone, but this idea that you have to work hard. There is a kind of working hard that you might need to do to get over the idea that you don't need to work hard. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to, again, it's kind of going back to the loyalty and betrayal. It's like you, if your family says you have to work hard and you've learnt that and then you come across this idea that you can go to the end first and that makes the whole thing more effortless. Yes. It seems, again, like you're making this stuff up. It's, it can't be true. But what if it is true and the only hard part is to adjust to the idea that it can be effortless? Yeah. It feels like cheating at first, like you shouldn't be able to do it so easily. But everything that we're doing is based on the same principle anyway. We're effortlessly producing the hard work, for mm. example. And and everybody's been to school with that person that seems to be able to just just do it. Just mm. is always getting a hundred percent, is nailing it each time and you're mm. like you know, whether it be a football game, they're always the star. And it's not because they're a favourite of some coach or something. They're, they just, they're on point. Mm. And even whether they know it or not, they're using the principle. Mm. They're living from the end. They're imagining themselves. Look up any runner, they imagine themselves crossing the finishing line. But also, often with people that have what we might call a successful career, they had imagined themselves being who they were in later life from the age of six or seven. Mm. So they'd already been in that state of mind. They already started to occupy that state of being Mm. when they were a little kid. And, of course, when you are that young and there's less resistance to the capacity to imagine, you can imagine all sorts of things. Helpful and not. Helpful and not, yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I would I would like to just conclude. Um, I know Nicola's far gone, long gone. That actually, if you can believe in the effortlessness of it, if you can believe that you are deserving, that it's okay. Yeah. Thank you to Nicola and Alison for your questions. And thank you so much for listening in. We'd love for you to get involved with Conscious Cuppa on Twitter at Conscious Cuppa, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A and via email, ConsciousCuppa at gmail.com. And you can even leave a voice message now on the anchor.fm website. Yep, send in your questions and answers, your stories and your beautiful mugshots. This week's episode was sponsored by the Silver Lining from the Dagara Tribe. My name is Jenny. My name's Yuri. And this has been a swell cuppa. A slurping good time. A tasty brew. See you next time. Hey Brew Crew, thanks for waiting right to the very end for your personal Mm, Easter egg egg. lollipop stick just for you to muse and schmooze over. Yuri, do the honours. Okay, here we go guys. Oh, it's a can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine receiving an Olympic medal? Mmm. Nice. Can you imagine receiving an Olympic medal? And this is especially for you who wants to go to the Olympics and compete. Yeah, lovely.